Hey, this is Mike. Hey, this is Kaz, and you are listening to Two Broke Watch Snobs. You have made it to episode 113. Lucky, lucky. I was going to try and say 113 in Spanish, but I don't know. I think I've, I think we've literally had the same conversation last time. <laughs> 100, last time, yeah. 100, 113. Um, really, really. Uh, so this, this is going to be a fun episode because we're returning to uh, one of our beloved segments, right? Yeah, we've been... Um... I think it's been a while since we've uh, done like one of these reoccurring segments. Yeah. So. The other segments include stuff like <laughs> affordable vintage watches and um, um, you know like like specific products like highlights and things like that. But this is a really fun one. This is watch brands we know nothing about. Episode the two, 113 of the two book watch knobs. Watch brands we know nothing about. Specifically, the brand we're talking about is Damasco. Damasco, not to be confused with. Tabasco, which is a spicy American <laughs> condiment out of Louisiana, but this is Damasco, a a German watch brand, which I feel like people kind of see but then dismiss just because of I guess the very clean presentation of the watch. Like the watches are interesting. There's no quote unquote like visual X factor, but just in researching these things for the episode, it's fucking incredible, dude. Like Yeah, this is this is the first time we've done one of these segments where I I do like a deep dive on the brand and really figure out that I just want one. I think what, <laughs> I, th- I think what happens is that Damasco a lot of times is presented as an affordable alternative to something else, uh, say like IWC or something. Mm-hmm. And then people, um, a lot of people consuming that content might be really new watch people. And then they'll figure out that these things are still over a thousand or over 2000. So these things are pretty, turned- pretty expensive. Yeah. Yeah, but I did find that they have something under a thousand dollars, which we can talk about. So we can talk. Cool brand. It's a cool yeah. brand. It's another another German brand out there with some of the other German brands people will recognize, like um, Zinn and uh, Laco. You know what I mean? But this, yeah. I, just in researching this brand, and I'm really excited to talk about these details. I'll just preface this now. It's just so intimidating, like reading how much work. They put right. into every aspect of this watch. Like I was like I was getting like palpitations. I'm like, oh my god. I'm like I'm like <laughs> I'm like Batman scared. Like I'm a villain and I know Batman's out there. You know what I mean? This this is like a this is like a maybe not like a Bruce Wayne watch, but with like Bruce Wayne tech. You know what I mean? One hundred percent. That's what it feels like. <laughs> That's totally what it feels like. So Really, really excited to talk about it. But first, we have we have housekeeping items to get to. We have shenanigans to get to. And as always, we have tradition to get to. Michael, would you like to do an audio risk check with me? Happy to do it. You want to go first or shall I? Yeah, I can go first. Go I'm it. just wearing the... Um, uh, one day, one day I want you, one day I want to be like, I'm just wearing socks. And that's your whole... That's the whole wrist check. And like, pass to you. Next. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. One day. I am wearing socks. Yes. And pants and a hoodie. And, um, well, it's cold, so I guess it makes sense. It's cold. It's cold over. You're on the west coast. It's cold in the west coast, right? Yeah. It's like a nice cold though. Nice and sunny. Sweet. Yeah. Perfect day for the Glycine Airman number one on uh, an olive NATO. You posted a I shot posted of a, that. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, I posted posted a photo last night and um, got a lot of attention. A lot of a lot of discussion about the watch. I think, um, you know, I because there is such a lack of information surrounding the Glycine Airman Number One. I realize that 
someone could look at a photo of it and be very confused. Um, you know, it's got it has a twenty four hour scale right on the bezel. It has a twenty four hour scale inside of the dial. It has another internal series of hour markers for the twelve hour hand. It, it's a it's kind of a confusing watch. Um, you know, I, I never really thought of it that way until I got into some discussion with uh, some of the Instagram users just like figuring it out with me. That's cool. Um, but it's a cool watch nonetheless, uh, one that I'm still thinking about modding. Um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm a little more concerned with the um, the 24-hour conversion modification that I'm thinking about. I, a couple episodes I spoke about just turning this watch into... Um, basically an old glycine airman number one just mm. gearing gearing the central hour hand to operate as a as a single 24 hour standalone hour hand. i remember <clears throat> um but it's cool this thing is uh also people were asking me like hey is this a 40 is this a 36 um in the photo or is this a 38 <clears throat> um they make a lot of different sizes of this watch but this one is a 36 uh but it wears um Where's closer to something like a forty? Those like thirty nine. Those lugs stick out, man. This thing it, it, yeah. it has like fucking nomos lugs. They just like stick out like Nosferatu fangs. It's pretty wild. Yeah, and if you put um, for a while, I was just doing these uh, single pass NATOs, and yeah. the whole package felt very dainty. So on this one, I like to keep it on this uh, kind of olive green NATO strap um, that I haven't castrated. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, it gives it it gives it the watch some some extra bulk on the wrist, and uh, just with the green and this black dial, it has like kind of a cool military look that uh, really stands out. It's cool, it's man. Cool. It's a, it's a, the watch is definitely a looker. I was happy to see you put it up on the uh, on the feed the other day. Yeah, I, I dig it. I mean, I, I will say that it's still having the issues where the uh, the GMT hand. Uh, say when I'm at the top of the hour on the primary local display, right? The GMT hand will not line up to top of the hour mm. uh, perfectly. So, um, I was happy to find out that the issue has been documented before and that it's apparently an easy fix. But yeah, I'm just kind of on the fence now. Do I just fix the issue, or do I overhaul the movement and just turn it into like a regular old school glycine airman with a 24 hour hand? I don't know. I mean, well, is there? I remember when you, were, when you were talking about modifying it and everything like that. Like conceptually, made sense and the outcome makes sense. But is there any risk? Is there any risk that you would permanently like hurt the or set or that not you? Because I, I can't imagine you'd be doing the work, but someone else would hurt the watch. I I don't know what I was thinking about. I was thinking about the risks. I I just don't want it to end up turning into something way more expensive than it should be. That, that's yeah. that's what I'm thinking because I I can't I can't do this, yeah. <laughs> you know. But I'm I don't want this to turn into like uh, you know something that costs more than the watch. Um, it's pretty easy. Yeah, it's pretty easy for that to happen. I feel like yeah. with certain things. I also I don't know what movement is in the regular 24 hour reissue ones. My, what if I just buy one of those movements and drop it into this thing? I I don't know. I don't Who know. Knows? If the, I might honestly, I might just fix the the gearing issue and keep rolling with it because it's a cool watch either way. It is, it is, it is. Yeah. I think it's so cool. Man, should I so, should uh, I go? 
Yeah. Okay. So um, last week was interesting. Uh, interesting wrist check for me because last week I wasn't. I wasn't wearing a watch. I was um, in the midst of doing the the fabled and often threatened. We've 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 threatened people a lot. I feel like with doing a no watch watch fest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that's that's been a that's like an old school uh, TBWS trope. Yeah, dude. It's like an idea we've we've come up with. And so that's what I was doing last week. Last week I wasn't um, wearing a watch, and you know it was the idea that I I just I was just my brain was a little too cluttered, and I just wanted to kind of almost like watch detox by just not wearing a watch. And um, I talked about this in the live stream uh, last week. Last week when y'all are hearing this. And um, it's the idea that uh, at the time when I was doing the No Watch Watch Fest, I didn't have as adverse a reaction as I thought I would because for the most part, I probably was wearing watches that weren't actually that important to me. If I was wearing watches consistently that were important to me, I would be much more emotionally affected by not wearing a watch for so long. And that was just like an interesting moment of clarity for me because I'm like, oh shit, like... I really don't need as many watches as I have, or rather, I need to figure out which watches are actually, like, special to me. So, I don't think it's necessarily the idea of, like, not, like, just buying, just having four watches and not buying watches anymore, but it's the idea of just being a little more mindful with what I actually do want to bring into the collection, yeah. so... <clears throat> um so I wasn't wearing a watch uh, last week, had this moment of clarity, um, and uh, big surprise, I'm still not wearing a watch. I'm still I'm still doing the no watch watch fest. <laughs> I'm sure it feels good. It's interesting, <laughs> but the thing is, now that I have this clarity, now I'm getting the hunger, the, t- the small pang of like, mm, I'd like to wear my Christmas chrono, or like, mm, I'd like to wind up the big zero and slap it on and start climbing trees although that's there's probably a better watch i could choose to climb <clears throat> to climb trees with um now i'm getting that that kind of like that, that lurching urge to just kind of put something on you know what i mean uh so yeah. it's interesting at the time of you guys hearing this um it'll be 14 days 14 days not wearing a watch and i think i said if i made it to 15 i would call it a victory if i made it to the full month i don't know what that what i would call that but if you make it to the full month, you have to do like, I really, I actually want to call it a wrist review or something <laughs> and just have like a ton of really tasteful macro shots of the details of your wrist bone. Like just pose it as well, like my, a cool watch review on the site. My wrist tan is starting to go away a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like my, 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 my Amistad, like shackle tan. It's starting to, uh, it's starting to fade away. Uh, a tiny bit you know so yeah. uh, if i make it the full month we'll see what happens i honestly probably won't just because i have some stuff coming in for review that i have to i have to wear i have to wear you know what i mean but um i like that it's only january 2019 and i, I feel it seems like both of us are are taking time to slow down and try to realize what we really like because you you're doing this with like the no watch thing yeah I've I've sold three watches, uh, just like in the past month. Nice. Um, and uh, really, I, I find that I'm I'm wearing a, kind of a smaller group of watches. The watches that I own. That's so. that's the goal, man. You know. I think we're 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 on track, man. Yeah. No, that's <laughs> that's the thing. Because the problem is, I feel like, and this happens. This is this is perpetuated a lot by social media, and and it's one of those things where you. 
it's not that you can only feel like a collector if you buy lots of watches xyz but it's the problem is if you get into the game of constantly feeling you have to buy watches you feel like the new watch high is normal you know what i mean and so in order to continue the new watch high you have to keep buying new watches when the reality is i think the new watch high and watch fulfillment are very different you know yeah, yeah, it's people it's people enjoying um I think we talk about the hunt a lot, <laughs> you know, as this kind of cool thing that you're supposed to pursue. But it's really kind of bogus if you're always um kind of going after some kind of hunt. Yeah. That doesn't actually matter. Yeah, dude, yeah <laughs> and totally. then and then you find you find that you just have a bunch of watches that don't really mean all that much because you wanted to feel the thrill of buying something yes. it's the same thing you know the whole retail therapy discussion but i know what you mean yeah so the <laughs> question is uh well there's two questions now with my no watch watch bash watch fast um sorry for some reason i think in my mind i just said watch fast unintentionally like sean connery you know what i mean watch fast <laughs> <laughs> he can't like hit the hard s no. it's those Sorry. <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, there's two questions with the with the no watch watch fast. What watch will I break the no watch watch fast with? The current contenders are the Riketa Big Zero or the Orient Christmas Chrono. Most likely gonna be the um I think it's gonna be the Big Zero, but we'll see. Uh we'll see because weather wise, it's been nice slash rainy every now and then here. So if it's like on a rainy day, I'll probably end up wearing my Christmas chrono just because it's not water resistant, but it's more water resistant than my big zero, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and the other question is, you know, now that I have this clarity and that I I'm work, well, not, 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 I don't have it. I'm working on getting this kind of clarity with my watch collection. What watch do I want to get next? Because I would, I think I would like to buy something. I would like to add something. Now that I'm getting watches out of the collection, I think to kind of see what happens with my perspective now, like what, you know what I mean? So that's something I'm trying to figure oh, yeah. out. You've been selling watches too. I have been selling watches too. Yeah. <laughs> so trying to figure out what I want to do. Part of me might want to like take a stab at one of those uh, Orient M-Force, M-Force divers. You know what I mean? Oh, those are cool. Two, yeah. 200 to 400 bucks. Uh, really, really cool. <laughs> a lot of them are like ISO, like certified. Like they hit it with hammers and like horses trample on it or, like, or whatever the fuck. There's also that, there's also that Triton, which looks like the M-Force. The Triton, also. it looks, the, the, the problem is the M-Force watches are so like egregiously loud that there's something very cool about it. The Triton is kind of like... Not subdued. Just a beefier Mako. It's just exactly. It's just a beefier Mako. Yeah. A with those M Force watches, they have like crazy colors and like the bezels are black. It's so funny actually. My, my, so so my, my wife's home, but she's not in the room, so I guess so I can talk about this now. And shh, I, shh, I can talk about this now. Um, there's an M Force watch that I would love to get. I can't remember the model number, but it's uh, navy and orange. I'm not. Okay. I'm not allowed to bring anything into this house that's remotely oh. navy or orange. Because those are Bronco colors, and my wife is from Massachusetts, and so she's just like, get that shit out of my... It's, it's actually funny, so um, Peyton Manning does all these like nationwide commercials here in the States. Nationwide's like, like I guess like insurance or whatever. Have you seen these commercials? 
Uh, I think so at some point, I'm sure. So he comes on there, it's him and Brad Paisley, and like, dude, every time they come up on Hulu, she's just, she just loses, she's like, like, fucking mute, mute the television, I don't want to hear a stupid voice, I'm like, alright, shit. <laughs> <laughs> she just does not, just, it's just, and the thing is, she's not even like a big sport person, you know what I mean? They put it, they, they put the shit in the drinking water for you to just immediately hate anything remotely like 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 Manning or Bronco was or whatever when you grow up in Massachusetts so but yeah. I might I might get that enforced watch and let's see if she like beats me over the head with it who knows you know what I mean <laughs> um but I don't know I'm trying to figure it out obviously people um have brought up a lot um my infatuation with the the golden eye brosnan uh, quartz seamaster the seamaster professional the 2541.80 still love that watch um yeah probably just outside of like the price range that i should realistically be looking at at this time in my life you know what i mean um unless something's changed for me this year which is entirely possible we'll see uh probably won't be getting that watch anytime soon and i still need to figure out if i actually really want that watch i want to see it in person if I ever get the chance to see it in person, I want to see it in person. You know, I will confess the the um, the little watch shop here in West Seattle has one right now. Motherfucker, and I, is I, it cool? I saw it. I saw it the other day. It's pretty damn cool. Did you did you did, did you caress it slowly and whisper to it? What did you? They have it in the window, so I saw it. I actually saw it walking out, and I was like, so I was already done with the plays. I didn't want to walk in and get into another conversation but it's they have it in the window wow it's probably gone they've been getting some cool stuff and selling it pretty quick next time it's you're a, there i need you to go and i need you to play with it because you and i have the same wrist size i need you to try it on i need you to work the bezel because a lot of people have told me those seamaster professional like bezels like they're kind of weird you can't grip them mm. you know um yeah it looks kind of smooth on the edges yeah um but i distinctly remember pierce Brosnan had no trouble with the bezel in the films so maybe <laughs> maybe it's not that bad. I don't know. You know what I mean? He still he still got all the chicks. Still got all the chicks, dude. That's just that's just that's that's the story. That's the whole story, you know. <laughs> he drops in, shoots a couple dudes, gets the chick, leaves, credits. Bam. Yeah. Bond film. I think I think the bezel is not a concern. <laughs> <laughs> so next time you're at the joint, please please definitely just give that bezel a twirl. But yeah, I mean otherwise um yeah, it's been good. The no watch watch facts has been interesting. Let's see how long I can last. You know, right on. I dig it. <laughs> I'm not upset that you're doing that. It's some people. It's good, some people are. I've been getting it's a some good learning experience. I'm getting some very interesting, um, very interesting direct messages on Instagram. <laughs> I still, I still want a wrist shot. <laughs> just a wrist. <laughs> I think, I think I did a story segment. Just my, my, my stupid bare wrist. On the Instagram, like, oh, fucking, you know, day eight, no watch, watch fast. And then I was fucking, <laughs> you idiot, you, idiot. <laughs> you stupid Kaz. You don't like watches anymore. No, I guess I don't, bro. You know, whatever, dude. No, I do. I love watches. <laughs> I'm doing this because I love watches, you know? Yeah. <sighs> I get it, man. So I interesting. But um, let's see here. Going through to do to do my notes before, Michael, before. Before we talk about something very interesting that I am in the process of working on for the website, we have to talk about some incredible podcast news. Some podcast news. Due to the diligent work of my better half and broke watch Navri Michael, you, that's you, in case you mm -hmm. weren't sure. Uh, the oh, two broke okay. watch. I, I know what we're talking the about. Two now. broke watch snobs <laughs> is now on Spotify. 
Um, <clears throat> so if you have Spotify, if you're on Spotify and it's easy for you to check us out on Spotify, you can follow us there. You can listen to the show there, updates in real time, basically. So when the show goes up, um, the Spotify, our Spotify account will get uh, will get updated as well. So that's pretty cool for me. That's just like. <clears throat> um, it's just very interesting because I use Spotify like all like literally all the time. Like when I'm when I'm working on I have like yeah. Spotify going on. So the fact that like we're on there also, I think it's just pretty cool. So I encourage you to it's go. It's one of the it's one of the better monthly subscriptions I think you can get. Oh <laughs> if totally. You pay for the premium. Yeah, totally. You know? So if you're on Spotify when there's a cat here. What's wrong? Are you okay? Yes. Good cat. Um, if you're on Spotify, go and follow us. Um, uh, because we see when people follow us and like, that just helps us understand like who is actually listening to the show on Spotify and everything like that. So definitely go and check that out. Also, um, some new uh, fun reviews on the website. We have, uh, two reviews from, from fine listeners, like everyone listening now, uh, Greg Bedrosian's, Greg Bedrosian's review of the Dan Henry's 1964 Gran Turismo, um, chronograph is on the site. Really great pictures, really interesting write-up. Also, um, on the complete, uh, almost like opposite end of like the price spectrum, um, we have a review on the site uh, for the, uh, I can't ever say this fucking, like Yema? Yema? Yema Yachtengraph. Yema, Yema Yacht, Yachtengraph. Um, it's, it's interesting. It's a, it's a, I think it's a Valjoux, it's a Valjoux chronograph, right? I'm not really sure, but apparently there's a huge kind <clears throat> of following, mm-hmm. um, of collectors that seek out those older, like the original vintage versions of that. It's, right. It's a really kind of a serious uh, point for yeah. collectors. That, that's, a, that's a point to clarify here. This this one is <laughs> specifically for, I guess, the uh, Yamaha Watches Yacht and Graf Heritage yeah. like reissue. Um, so um, listener Jason Russian, Jason Russian, I apologize if I'm not saying your last name properly. Um, he had this watch in. Um, I think it's around $2,200 or $2,400 USD. It's expensive. Yeah, Yeah, it is expensive. But his thoughts on the piece, I think, are really, really cool. It's definitely a very refreshing review, and uh, I would encourage you to check it out because he's got a lot of really, really good points in here. So it's always fun for me when I can get brands that I guess people don't necessarily know about or pieces that people don't really talk about on the site. Um, With Yemma, everyone's been talking about that diver. What the hell is it called? Superman? Uh, yeah, something like, maybe it's the Superman. Superman? Super <laughs> the, de Ubermax? I don't know what the, hold on, let me see. Emma, Superman. I think it is Superman. It's Superman. That's a, that's a ridiculous <laughs> name. This is a ridiculous name. Well, it, it's the divers. It's this diver yeah. unit. So, um, obviously everyone, you know, the watch family has like a, has like, has like a major heart on for divers. And so obviously that's going to get most of the coverage, but I did not see that much stuff for this yacht and graph, um, mm-hmm. uh, yacht kind of racing boat timer thing. So really, really cool to hear Jason Russian's, uh, Jason Russian's, um, uh, thoughts. So definitely go and check that out. Two really fun reviews, more fun reviews coming as well onto the website. Uh, so definitely keep an eye out for that. Um, do, 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 do. Michael, you want to talk about Invicta? <laughs> Let's talk about Invicta. I, I still have to kind of keep myself from just buying one for for the fun of it because I I love the I love the regular two tone looking one. Well, well, you're you're in luck because uh, in the name of science, <laughs> science. Uh, in the name of science, 
Uh, I have purchased two Invictus uh, to bring in for review on the Two Book Watch Snaps website. One of them is the super awesome, or just awesome in theory, um, really just to see what it's like actually in hands, uh, the uh, just straight pro diver. Um, it's not two-tone, it's just regular stainless steel, black dial, black bezel, um, NH35 movement. It's like it's like 75 bucks or 80 bucks on Amazon right now, which is like an incredible price for something with that yeah. movement. So um, I bought that watch specifically to give you guys like a, just a proper review of what you actually get with that piece. Is it is it... Is it worth it? It's just one of those things where it's going to fucking like fall apart or bullshit. You know what I mean? I'm very interested to see um, how this watch kind of just performs in a review. And so keep an eye out for that. And then there's another Invicta review that I'm doing also in the name of science. I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission, guys, to review the fucking ugliest Invictas that have ever graced God's green earth. And I'm, I'm starting with this one here. I did a really, really fun poll on the uh, Two Book Watch Knobs um, Instagram where I think I chose three models and I'm like, you know, what do you guys want me to... Wh which of these three is the ugliest Invicta? I was trying to keep it under 200 bucks because there are some... There's some real dino turds out there uh, above above the $200 price point. You know what I mean? <laughs> In Invicta gets a lot of unwarranted hate and we've talked about that. Um, yeah. But... They do have some ugly watches. Some fucking ugly ass goddamn watches. Dude. <laughs> some, it's just like some are some are very. It's terrible. just like why is that one making fun of me? Because you're fucking ugly, dude. Like I don't like. There shouldn't be like any mystery. You know, you know, you know. I'm I'm excited to see that kind of contrast between just a, a very basic uh, sub style yeah. diver and with this a fucking good good movement. You know, and this fucking monstrosity I bought. Yeah, you know. So did you? Is it the one that's all like multicolored? It's a whole multi. That, it's a it's a it's a chronograph. How do they do that? It almost looks like that Timascus that people make the. Uh, <laughs> sorry, my 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 dog is like prancing around. No, it's um, it, so it's like a rainbow kind of colored metal. I think like someone that. was explaining it to me in the DMs. It's some sort of oil coat finish. Oh, is that good for you? I don't know. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get like fucking like I don't know. Uh, like some kind of like 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 metallurgic poisoning. I don't fucking know. But um, oh, it's yeah. this. I'm trying to look at it again. What do you know? What's the model number? It is the one that I ended up buying was a chronograph. You guys can't see, but I'm air quoting chronograph. It is the Invicta two five five two bolt quartz multifunction rainbow dial watch. I'm just gonna write bolt quartz rainbow. Bolt quartz rainbow. But then get the two five five two triple five two in there. Oh, uh, two triple five. Yeah, two five 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 five. Oh my god. Yeah, oh, wow. dude. This is the one. This is the this one. Is bad, dude. It's bad. It's quite. I think my favorite part about doing the poll for this Invicta to see to let you all find folks choose which is the ugliest Invicta is that um, probably about seventy five percent of you had expressed the urge to vomit. Upon seeing this, which I think is which I think is a mark of quality for what I'm going for, you know what I mean? Um, it's an ugly watch, but what I'm mainly interested in, like, yes, visually it's ugly, blah blah blah. But what's the build quality like? What's the build quality actually going to kind of be compared to the sort of sub-looking pro diver? Is the sub-pro diver going to be built much better than this um, this weird rainbow watch, or is it going to be the other way around? I think it'll be just good to. Just have like a proper review of the watch like that. Two things I'd like to highlight with this watch. It's on a beads of rice. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. It's You're with... on trend. <laughs> Except I think I think this um I think each link 
is like a like a glued set of five. Oh, it's not it, the, the the beads aren't loose. You think it's just like... yeah, which I think actually is a similar uh, method uh, that that the neurodoxes use. Who knows, man? Wrong. I'm excited. So the, it's I want to highlight the fact that the watch has that, and for some reason, there's some sort of like industrial cable in the bezel. Yes. I, I see that it's like an elevator cable. This 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 literally looks like like a kidney stone from Thanos crashed into the earth, <laughs> and someone from Invicta came and fished it out of the crater and said, "Yo, let's put it in a yellow box and sell it to people." You know what I mean, like that. But from what I'm learning, just with like doing a lot of research and people who are super into Invictas, that's what they want. They want it to look like space refuse. You know what I mean. So this, I think, this is the watch that. Finally, needs to um, get the Disney Splash Mountain wrist shot. <laughs> I think this is the one is this that the it one? has to happen with. I can try. <laughs> I, can I mean, try. I can see you. I can see you having a having a good time at the parks with this. Um, What's happening with this dial? You guys have to see this watch. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Science. I'm I'm spending our harder to do broke watch snobs money. It'd be funny if we um, see like uh, somebody buy one with like an affiliate link too. Should I affiliate link this? Should I should I should I, should I thrust an affiliate link maybe, maybe on the public? <laughs> I don't think we should, man. I don't want to. I don't believe we're responsible for releasing this on the public. I'm trying to understand this watch. Look at the sub dial uh, at six o'clock. What the fuck is that scale? There's a white uh, scale. 60. It looks like the life bar from GoldenEye, the video game. Maybe. Um, Does this chronograph work? Maybe it's just a 60-minute chronograph. It has two 60-minute sub-registers, though. Yeah, that is weird. Maybe maybe the one on top is, a, is just your running seconds. And then oh. the smaller one is a scale. Is the actual... But the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what that like crescent moon thing is. That's like hugging that little subdial. <laughs> I just picture. Yeah, yeah. I just picture all the Invict designers in the room. Yo, fuck it, it's just missing something, dude. It just needs something. Just like bam, just like a little more, dude. Let's just put like a white, a white, uh, 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 you know, like like register on the side. Oh my god, dude, <laughs> fucking bomb, dude. That's some Punisher shit, dog. And they put it in the yellow box and sold to people. You know what I mean? Speaking speaking of Invicta, um. And, and glycine because uh, we were talking about that watch too mm-hmm. uh, I think I think it was uh, Instagram user I don't want to get her name wrong Lady Seiko what up Lady Seiko uh, she pointed out that if you look at the just because I'm looking at this Invicta dial now mm. she pointed out that if you look very closely at the new glycine watches or a lot of the new glycine watches Invicta has redone the glycine logo oh. to look to look more like the Invicta wings. <laughs> it's a super super subtle change that I just I did not notice until until last night. <sighs> they put their stamp on glycine. They put their stamp. <laughs> they and by stamp you mean they took um they they took their thumb, they dipped in a little bit of their shit and they wiped it right across glycine's forehead. Just ever, ever so gently. The Ash Ash Wednesday from a shit hell no one ever wanted to be a part of. Ye have been christened a part of the Invicta family. Um, I'm trying to figure out these pushers on this fucking uh, um, like multicolored chronograph. 
I guess maybe they work. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> I'm very excited for this review, guys. I don't think you understand. Um, hopefully, you guys find the review interesting. My main goal is that the review is also fucking hilarious. So uh, <laughs> keep, keep an eye out for a review on this. It's really, really, really interesting watch, man. Yeah, go. You guys got to Google this thing. Invicta two five 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 two bolt quartz chronograph. Whatever, dude. I want to know if the bezel rotates. <laughs> right. I dig it. So here's I my. Can't, I can't wait to see some good photos of that. You're gonna see. You're gonna see. <laughs> Get in there, get in Lightroom, make it look all pretty. It's going to be interesting for sure. My question is, what the fuck do I do with this thing after the review? You can bury it. I can, can. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure wherever I bury it, nothing will grow ever again. Like I can't. You know what I mean? I can't just leave that upon the earth. <laughs> remove all the remove all the choking hazards and just make it a cat toy. I don't know. <laughs> Just, just dangle it from the little, the little kitty tree or something. Maybe we'll just, maybe we'll just, you know, maybe we'll just leave it on the ground in my, in my leasing office and just like let just, just whoever finds it finds it. <laughs> because I don't want to give this watch away. I don't, I do not. I, oh, you can go to, you can go to like a Disney fountain and just like throw it in there for a wish, like uh, just toss it in there with all the coins. I'm pretty sure if I try treating this thing as like a wish giver, it'll turn like a like a cursed monkey paw situation. Like no <laughs> no good can come from this watch, Michael. You have to understand. Like this is this is a blight with which I need to handle appropriately. Maybe I can attach it to a bottle rocket and try to send it back to the the stratosphere. Just throw it in into like Splash Mountain. Like when you're in the regular part of the ride, just toss it in the water. Just, bloop, just throw it. Bloop, just throw it over. You know what I mean? It's gonna get caught on the track and cause like a terrible accident. Oh my god! Yeah. See, now you're thinking. Now you understand how this watch works. All right. It's gonna be my own personal Twilight Zone episode. But yeah, um, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Thank you everyone for voting on which ugly ass and Victor for me to review. I wanted to keep it under two hundred bucks. If these things are entertaining for you guys, if these reviews are fun. Um, I'll consider spending a little bit more on another ugly, um, ugly Invicta because there, uh, there's some real bombs out there, some real yep. bad looking ones out there. You know what I mean? Yep. So, closing this window. Let me see. So we did the intro. We did the wrist check to talk about Spotify to reviews Invicta. You want to talk about Damasco? Let's talk about Damasco. Not to be confused I... with Tobasco, as to- as I keep Tobasco. Tobasco. As I keep doing, a spicy condiment from Louisiana, but Damasco. Why do you think, so when people, when people think German watch brands, or when I think German watch brands, I immediately think Nomos and like Zinn. What do you think? Yeah. Well, D- Damasco, I mean, first of all, the name, I just, is that it? So it's it's the family's last name, Damasco, that's what it is. But I, oh, I never okay. would hear Damasco and think that it's like a German sounding last name. I could be wrong. Doesn't sound very German um, to me. Um, but I don't know what you found in your research. They did for some time uh, make cases for Zinn. That's or, so funny. I didn't know it was Zinn. I was reading something and they were just like, you know, during the early days they made watch cases for another like unnamed reputable German watch manufacturer. But now they're making yeah. everything on their own. I'm like, I'm like, I wonder who that was. So apparently they were making cases for Zinn. It's also it's also a very young German brand, so 1994. And then I think if I look at, you know, I look at Nomos. They started in 1990, and yeah. Damasco 1994. Uh, I I I kind of I love seeing uh, these like early 90s brands that are flourishing and seeing that you know two of them are 
are actually German and uh, kind of, I'd say it's a very well-loved watch brand. Um, From people especially, who, oh, sorry. No, yeah, especially if you're, if you're just like a geeky like watch person. It's So my initial impression is I see the watch and it looks it looks very function-focused, utilitarian-focused, something that you would normally see from, like, like Zinn or something like that. You know what I mean? But then, yeah. then I start reading about the watch, and, like, even though aesthetically... Even though the aesthetics aren't necessarily the priority, aesthetics meaning, like, you know, oh, it doesn't have a fucking crazy meteorite dial on it or some shit. You know what I mean? Like, even though, like, that's right. not the focus, when you start reading into what they've done to make the materials something you can rely on and to make the watch like almost fucking like disaster proof it's it's incredibly intimidating like i've been reading so much about this whole ice hardened steel process they use for the cases you know right you know what i'm saying you you, you were looking yeah. at it too right yeah i've heard i've heard uh and that's kind of I is that just like a german watch thing because zinn has dude. zinn has their like tegmented i think they call it mm -hmm. um case material or like you know submarine case metal you know things like that it, it's it just seems like a, a very uh very much a german concern for these these uh these watch brands I don't know. but it's really cool this one the the hardened steel you know this is done in in the pursuit of i guess scratch resistance uh, and stuff like that but where a lot of brands will make it some kind of external coating. Yeah. The hardening is actually through the entirety, like the entire density of the, yeah. the case. That was something I, 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 I saw in someone's post, they were explaining like what you just said. So it's the idea where like with traditionally with like other watch, like I guess metals, it'll scratch even though it's supposed to be hardened because the outside is hard, but the interior is too soft to support like a blow or a scratch so that's why so it's like the outside material like giving in because what's underneath it is too soft what what looks like the goal with this ice hardening process that Damasco is um has been using and i guess has patented they said here i'm looking at their website is that like you yeah, said i believe it it's yeah. hardened throughout so yeah. it's truly i guess as not i guess i think it's truly scratch resistant but it's more scratch resistant than something like like three six, like three six one L or whatever the fuck it's called, three one six L. You know what I'm saying? I met um I met a while ago with um a listener, a friend of the show, a contributor to the site uh, here in Seattle, James, and he um he has one of these, mm. and he he articulated it very well in the sense that he referred to Damasco not just as a watch brand, but they're almost like um. They're almost like a materials manufacturer that got into producing watches. Interesting. So I think, I think they also did produce. They also did serve as a materials manufacturer for the aerospace industry, where um, where they would kind of like provide all these technologies to whoever needed it. I have a question. Yes. It sounds like someone's stealing pool balls behind you. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. The dog is upset. <laughs> okay, good. Is it is it the dog's pool table? Because I'd be, I'd be upset too. I wish I had a pool table. I know, right? <laughs> I'm not good at pool, but I feel like it immediately. I feel like a pool table immediately sets the tone for the room you put it in. You know? Yeah. That was that was just the wife leaving. It's funny how we have. We have very different ideas of what is quiet and what isn't. <laughs> so <laughs> she's gone now. Okay. 
That's funny. Yeah, I feel like if you put a pool table in your room, you're immediately in like a Michelob Ultra commercial. Like yeah. 100%, you're an extra in, in a Michelob Ultra commercial. You know? Yeah, I, I feel like I can't do that until I'm like 40. <laughs> I can't have like a pool table anywhere where I live. <clears throat> that's awesome. But, um, yeah, yeah, that's so that's kind of where, where this, this comes from. Like the, this, this company is is a materials manufacturer that right. got into watchmaking. That's so cool. Um, I'm looking here. I just want to read this quote in regards to the process. So I'm pulling this from a Watch You Seek thread from a Watch You Seek member. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a Watch You Seek, so I have no idea if this is a, a name I'm supposed to know, but uh, it's Trick Talk. Um, Trick Talk. So he's explaining here, and I just want to read this because so the words I'm about to read in regards to this ice hardening process are fucking meaningless to me. But if any are of you, words, are, they're, words. they're just words and there's some numbers and then they stop. It's like when the doctor tells me my blood pressure is like, your blood pressure is like this over this. I'm like, those are certainly numbers. <laughs> well, like, I don't know what that means. I'll tell you a funny story about like a doctor reading results. Uh, the, what, I was with my dad when he was doing all of his like cancer stuff. And so when he had his prostatectomy and he went to go and have like the biopsy results read to him, you know, so I'm brown and my dad's brown. My dad's in Pakistan, but I was born here. And so, um, you know, and so we've heard, you know, like within the brown community, we hear all kinds of like Indian and like Pakistani and other brown accents. So like accents are not a big deal to us. You know what I'm saying? So we sit down in the office and the doctor comes in. The doctor's another brown guy. And he has, he's like Indian. He's got a very thick Indian accent, but he has the most terrific lisp I've ever heard on an individual ever. And so he starts talking and he starts saying all this like jargony medical stuff about my dad's fucking like prostate biopsy. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, not only does this motherfucker have a lisp, I have no idea what words, even if he, even if he had like perfect fucking enunciation, I wouldn't know because he's talking about like fucking like numbers and all these medical terms and look over at my dad and my dad's a very serious look on his face. And he's like, not he's like, okay, yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, thank God. Thank God my dad knows. What the fuck this guy is saying? Okay, <laughs> and so the guy's like, "Do you have any questions?" And my dad's like, "No, that's fine. I just have to have to do some thinking." And the doctor's like, "Okay." And so um, the doctor left the room, and my dad and I were just sitting there in silence for a moment. And he just looks to me and he goes, "Gosh, did you did you get any of that?" And I'm like, "No. How the fuck was I supposed to get any of that?" He's like, oh, "He's like, I had no idea what that guy was saying." I'm like, how did you not know what he was saying? He's like, "He has." My dad couldn't hear the guy over his lisp. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, we're just, we're screwed. Why are we just nodding and smiling? Why don't you ask him, hey, motherfucker, can you enunciate a little bit better or get someone else in here that can, that can like, oh, give bad news better? You know what I mean? That's just like, oh, my God. That was a great trip, man. Oh, <laughs> uh, what was oh, I talking dude. about? Is, yeah, I want to read this Trick quote. talk. Trick talk. Um, shout out to Watch You Seek member Trick Talk. I have no idea who you are. I'm not on Watch You Seek. I don't have the time for that. Um, he explains this ice hardening process for the uh, Damascus steel. Interestingly, so if any of you motherfuckers are metallurgists and this means anything to you, please tell us what this means or if it's actually special. Um, reading here, ba -ba -ba, quote, and I'll have the link as well. I'll share that on the show notes. The Damasco ice hardening process is complex. I haven't yet seen it described anywhere on the web. So here it is. First, the metal is heated to above 1000 degrees Celsius, then rapidly quenched to room temperature in oil. This is followed by deep freezing at negative 80 degrees Celsius for one hour and then tempering for several hours at 160 degrees Celsius to the given hardness of, I don't know, fucking, I guess less than 710 HV. I don't know what the, I don't know what the fuck that means. Vickers? That's Vickers. Vickers? What does that mean? I think it's a hardness unit. Isn't that like a priest? 
Maybe it's not H. <laughs> I don't know what HB is. <laughs> I'm thinking of vicar. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm a priest. No, you're a vicar. Uh, the pitting resistance equivalent is 30 points, which is similar to 316L. Um, it's also like a nickel free composition, which I guess is like a thing. And like they add nitrogen in the process. So that's, that's just, yeah, a lot of people are, are allergic to nickel. My wife is. Yeah. My wife is. Yeah. So, so I just thought that was interesting. I'll include a link to this thread here. I have no idea what any of that shit means, but it seems incredibly like labor it seems, intensive. It seems like the best way to make helmets for your weaponized zombies in the walking dead universe. <laughs> It's like the best way to get someone killed in your factory. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. So my the other really cool thing is they're doing all of this in their own factory. They're doing all of this stuff in Germany. Yeah. In uh, what the name of the town down? It's uh, something with an R. Res Regensburg. 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 I see Barbing or Bearbing. Bearbing. This this page maybe oh yeah in the district of regensburg so maybe regensburg is the district but like the specific area is barbing yeah. what's it called barbing barbing uh i've yeah. never been in germany not to be familiar with german geography but um i I'm, I'm on the page for barbing if i'm saying it right and it's a municipality in the district of regensburg in bavaria in germany <laughs> Man, it's complicated dude I thought cities and states and like well, we're here in the states <laughs> and the U.S. were complicated, but how far how far is that from um, where all the other fucking watches are made in Germany? Where is it? I can't. La Schüte. La Schüte. How far is that? Like, is that because my understanding let's, is that let's pull up some some Google Maps. We're Google mapping. Hey guys, welcome to two broke Google Map watch nerds. Snerds. Snerds. <laughs> there you go. You fucking English dude. Snerds. Let's see. Regensburg. Regensburg. I'm probably saying that horribly it's a, it's wrong. It's a three and a half hour drive between the two. That's interesting. Because I, I feel like all of like the legacy watch stuff is in um, Glashute. So maybe since this was like started in the 90s, they don't give a shit about being Glashute. Who mm. knows? You know? Looks like a beautiful little town. I feel like Both all, of them. I feel like all the towns of Germany are like quite beautiful in their own yeah. interesting way. You know? I want to go. I want to go. We can go. Oh, look, if, maybe you can. Here's, the, here's, here's Nomos. Now I'm just Google mapping. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. So we want to, we want to, and in the future, do a trip to Japan to coordinate a Seiko watch factory visit. Maybe we should coordinate a trip to Germany also to coordinate I, like a watch factory visit for like Nomos and fucking uh, Damasco if they'll have us. Whoever the fuck will have us. Maybe we can. You know, I, I do hear that that Damasco is, is pretty open. Um, actually, I was surprised to see that Mark over at Long Island Watch uh, recently in 2018 started carrying Damasco. Oh, he, he's shit. Got a, he Go has Mark. a video about it on his uh, on his channel and mentioned that the the people that, that run it uh, invited him to the factory. And it, it's a, it seems like something they do uh, quite often but to see their manufacturing capabilities in person would be uh pretty cool and uh i've never been to germany so that'd be fun maybe we can reach into the tbws coffers the deep (laughs) deep coffers of the two broke watch snobs they're not that deep Uh, i would describe them more like the like a like a like a kiddie pool kiddie pool coffers you know what i mean (laughs) So besides the besides the hardened kind of steel, there are some bullet points that I want to hit because hell yeah, there's I think, more shit I want to talk about too. Yeah, what 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 are your bullet points? 
I think if you get into Damasco, you probably get pulled in because of all the tech. Mm. Here are some of the things that I pulled apart, and we can we can start discussing whichever one stands out to us. Okay. So there is an in-house ceramic ball bearing system Incredible. for the rotating bezel. Yeah. You have self-lubricating cells yep. in the crown and the pushers, Viton gaskets for everything, and a crown tube assembly that's integrated directly into the case. So the tube and the crown are like an ice are part of an isolated assembly that's just integrated into the case. It's like so, disaster proof this fucking watch. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah, so if something if something does happen to the crown, like you don't have to rethread something or whatever, that entire component can be pulled out and then replaced. Can I mention something else about uh specifically their in-house movements? Yeah. I actually don't know much about what they call in-house so i'm curious to know what you found they're making it it just seems like they're making it so there's 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 two types of movements they'll use the ones that they actually seem to fucking make and then edas the ones they make are nuts dude silicone escapement wheel escape wheel mm. you know what i'm saying uh silicon hairspring uh do you know what model you know what model that is a the the movement is the damasco a35-1 German Manufactory Movement Damasco A35-1. Incredible. 52-hour power reserve. Um, it's just, it's, it's just, it's so intimidating, like I said, because I had no idea. I don't know. With such a with such a fucking hard on that the watch family has with in-house movements, I'm surprised no one has brought up Damasco. Because it's not just like in-house movements for the sake of in-house movements. It's in-house movements because, hey, I think we can just do it better. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's such a commitment to the idea of the function as opposed to putting out a fucking bronze watch this year or putting on another fucking uh, beads of rice. You know what I mean? Like, it's 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 very... You and I, Michael, have, have hard on specifically for watches, for watch brands who do their own thing. Fucking Damascus is doing their own thing, dude. They're interesting. Oh, these are these are very pretty movements. They're decorated. Also. Yeah, they're decorated very well. It's I mean, not, yeah. for for like a tool looking watch like a Damasco, it looks it looks like they put some time into decorating it. Well, the thing somehow. is, if you're making if you're making the movement yourself, you fucking want it to look beautiful. You want to put it in like with like in, with like a sapphire exhibition case back. You want people to like look at it. You know what I mean? This is interesting. It's really cool. I'm super I, into I didn't know, it. I didn't know they did these. And that's what I'm wow. saying. Like, I don't understand why it's not more of a big deal. Actually, I my here's my theory on why it's not a big deal. Two things: um, Damasco probably doesn't doesn't do a lot in terms of like reaching out with like marketing and things like that because that also just doesn't seem like on brand. Like, can you picture like a model dressed as like a as like a diver or like a model dressed <laughs> as like a pilot, like putting on his watch? And he's got a picture of his family on his like plane dashboard and he looks at his watch and it's the bezel set to get home in like 20 minutes like that just and then it just flashed you know Damasco like that just seems like a little ridiculous you know what I'm saying yeah yeah so that's it's difficult to try and do something marketing wise forward facing to users when you're so focused on authenticity because when you do something like that it immediately becomes kind of weird so you have to kind of lead with just letting the parts of the watch and letting your works be the marketing. But if no one 
<clears throat> is putting effort into that, you're not going to find out. So I think marketing obviously is an issue. The short answer is marketing. Marketing, marketing is one of the issues. The other one is the price. These are expensive, but I totally yeah. fucking get it. I totally get why they're expensive, dude. You know what I mean? I I see it. Yeah, these things will probably be like four thousand plus. Like I'm just the in-house the in-house it. movements. Yeah, you're you're because looking around three thousand euro. I think the cheapest in-house movement that I'm seeing is one that I'm actually quite attracted to. It's this DK one zero five. It's not a tool watch. It's like a manual wind like dress watch almost with this like mm. sub second at a nine. I think a one zero five. Okay, I'm looking at this. steel oh, yeah, steel that. blue. I've never seen this. It's quite pretty, but it's not really like what the brand like does. It's known for. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's usually like 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 very like legible like like fleegers or or something like that. You know, um, but this but watch, this still this still has the ice hardened uh, case. Yep, from what I can see, ice hardened case has the in house movement with the silicone and everything. Um, hundred meter water resistance. It's twenty seven hundred euro, including VAT. Oh, so actually, you know, maybe the price isn't that bad. We can take out VAT because VAT, it's like twenty two or twenty three percent or some bullshit, mm-hmm. right? Oh, I think. Are you on Watchman? I'm on. Dam- I'm on Damasco Watches dot com. So if you're on a product page for on the Damasco site, it's there's like a little link saying like for USA purchasers, click on this link and it takes oh, you to I guess what is their uh probably US dealer or one of their US dealers. Oh okay. Let's see here. So it's two thousand seven hundred eighteen here. So maybe this is what it is without VAT and all that. Damasco DK one. <clears throat> That's a very pretty manually wound movement. I like it. It's it's decorated well. I mean, you would think that they wouldn't like necessarily like like give a shit, but it's it's quite it's quite a handsome looking watch, you know. Um, here you go. Uh, escape wheel of silicone, anti magnetic, shock proof. Uh, but but fifty two hours. Watch to regulated in five positions. Ice hardened, steel blasted. Uh, but it's just crazy. Convex sapphire crystal. Um, crystal crystal gasket resistant to UV radiation. I don't know what the <laughs> fuck that means. Uh, solid screw case back. Blah blah Why? blah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's it's just it's really incredible the level of detail they go to and how quiet the brand is. I'd be yeah. fucking on the mountaintops with a flag and a picture of my watch and the flag saying, "Dude, fuck all these watches. Look at my fucking watch." You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, it's incredible. One of the coolest things about Damasco, by the way, um, if you ever get to handle one, uh, so the same, same community member, James, who has the, uh, he has, he has one of these Damascos. Uh, I'm not sure the model number, but, um, it's basically a time only, it's a time only watch mm-hmm. with a fully loomed bezel and a bi-directional um 12-hour bezel and he kind of challenged me because he also has a pelagos and he says you know you've you mike have talked about the pelagos bezel and the raven trekker bezel Mm -hmm. as like some of the best you've ever you've ever tried so i challenge you to try this bezel um it's something that really needs to be experienced in person i i think it's actually kind of cheesy when when some people are like, oh, look at the bezel, look how it feels, <laughs> this and that. But this thing is bananas. Really? Um, 
So, I'm trying to find a picture of it now. I can't. I, I you don't remember the model number? Um, let's let's kind of let's look together. Was it a diver? It's, you know, it's kind of it's built like a diver. It's it's dive watch looking, but it's more piloty. Oh, it is the. You got it. Uh, it's got it, ladies and gentlemen. I believe it's the DA forty three. Yeah, Damasco DA. 43 or or no 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 sorry da 47 fuck me DA 47. <laughs> uh, let me see here so it should the that entire um that entire dial is loomed and it's just like a solid yeah this is 100 a pilot watch you gotta Oh, this dial. thing is this thing is beautiful. Yeah, I lo- so so this is this is what I like with um, some of these Damasco models that does set it apart. I think from some of the other like kind of pilot slash fleeger watches I've seen, the black hands on the white dial is that normal? Yeah, because I've never um, seen that anywhere else. This I feel like I've I feel I've probably seen it somewhere else, but it's very much a Damasco thing. It's beautiful. It is qu- yeah. is quite quite beautiful. Um, so this is the yeah, bezel you, you're talking you about. Can't, you, you can't misread the time. And yeah, that's that's the bezel. So you turn this bezel and you had an orgasm. Yeah, so there's something there's something about um I guess the ceramic ball bearing system that they use for this bezel. So when you turn it, it's a 60 click. Okay. Um when you turn it, it almost <clears throat> feels like it's spring assisted. So like oh. like if you're a knife guy or something and you use like like these assisted opening blades or whatever, it's kind of like a very special feeling that you're into if, if you're into knives or whatever. This right. thing, like as you're pushing over to the next click, you almost feel like the bezel is helping you get there. It it almost jumps between your fingertips, like as you're wow. moving to the next thing. It's it's totally crazy. So what's the verdict though? Did you find that it was a much better experience than like the Pelagos? It's a very different experience, but for some for something like a twelve hour bezel, if I want to quickly jump between those those different time zones, this is this is kind of the way to do a twelve hour bezel. Wow, that's for sure. Uh, so this one is this is one of the Eta models. So it's actually yeah, I mean affordable quote unquote compared to the three thousand dollar ones or whatever. But Long Island Watch yeah. has it for thirteen hundred bones. Yep, that's not kind of not that's bad. What you'll see everywhere. Yeah, and then there's. If you want to take it up a notch, there's like a chronograph version of this this watch, which I, I think is the DC sixty six. So you get like the twelve hour bezel, hmm. day date. It's a seventy seven fifty style movement. Or how, probably just a, how did you like these bezel teeth? Were they interesting? Oh man, they're great, dude. Wow. They they look they look chunky and I think they I might like be that. Yeah. They might be exaggerated. I think some of these are renders that we're seeing. But um in person, they're um, out of place. You yeah, know, it's it's cool and it's functional and it works with that whole bezel system that I mentioned before. So, um, also <laughs> in crazy Damasco style, he he also told me. So that little pip at twelve o'clock, mm-hmm. there's a gasket in there. What? There's a Why? there's a tiny little gasket in there and I believe a layer of sapphire over that pip. So that's just that that kind of shows like an even crazier attention to 
not just detail, but the pursuit of durability. This is 100% like Bruce Wayne triple redundancy. Yeah. Like technology. Yeah. Because, because you know, people talk about Damasco when they get into them, they start talking about like the gaskets and like the self-lubricating cells and and everything. Um, I just kind of feel like that's, that that has to be for them like a little joke, like a very kind of techie joke for, for the people that work there. Like, yeah, we put a gasket in the pip with a, a sapphire layer. <laughs> it's just it's nuts. Man, this thing is beautiful though. I love uh I just love the crosshair dial on this one we're looking at right now, this DA forty seven. Yeah. I hate crosshair dials, but on these Damascos, I love them. There's it totally works. There's a and, and I didn't know about this model until um, I started doing this uh, mm-hmm. just for this episode. I didn't know because you can't find this with Zen. I think the Zen five five six is like the cheapest time only like little pilot watch that they make. Yes, I think so. Let me just make sure it's Zen five five six. Yeah, that's kind of like their time only one. Um, on watch buys it's a thousand eighty on the strap but damasco makes the ds30 it's a time only uh 39 millimeter much the same style as like a mark 18 or a zin 556 just like a really basic time only pilot watch uh, for 957 on a strap and it just looks solid and this is that ice hardened steel case. I'm sure this this one this one might have that same kind of technology. Actually, I this is showing edge hardened submarine steel. So maybe this one doesn't get the ice hardened thing. I don't know, but I'm sure it's still awesome. It's quite beautiful. Yeah. Wow. I'm looking at it right now on fucking uh, Namon Namon watches. Mm-hmm. Ganaman. 2824. Blah, blah, blah. Cool loom. Yeah. Damn, this thing is cool. Shit. And they got a bunch of different versions. I think they probably have a version with like a loom dial as well with those black hands. And it's um, just a cool option for someone who wants like a super just like legible, like three hander, like. German Flieger type ish watch, you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's not in the normal like Stova or Zin or like Laco sort of territory. Something that's just a little, but just like uh, that's just appointed a little bit more, I guess, meticulously almost. I don't know. I I just I I'm still just amazed that more people don't talk about Damasco. I, I, actually, I I should stop saying that. I know why because there's not crazy colors. I know they it's I know some, it's they have some crazy colors. I don't know if it's crazy colors. I know what you're talking about. I don't think I don't, but when I say crazy colors, I mean there's not like, you know, like a like a like a purple seahorse like, you know, riding a whale that's made of like sequins. You know what I'm saying? Or like or like like whatever the fuck like gets like that base that I don't know, dude. That base demographic of micro brand uh, consumers going. Here's the question. Is this a micro brand? Because when I, th- I think when I think microbrand, I think back to our jaded experience in Hong Kong of people walking in with a briefcase of like ten thousand bucks, or whatever, and then walking out with a watch brand. This is one hundred percent not the typical watch brand manufacturing process. Yeah, I want to. I don't know. I'm 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 trying to lead the crusade of killing that term. Um, Shall we call it a boutique brand? <laughs> I I think so. Damasco. I'm 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 back on the Wikipedia here. 
number of employees 22 i think uh that's that's far beyond um what anyone would consider micro i think damasco is just a company that makes cool shit (laughs) i hear (laughs) that and like they 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 do watches you know um i uh you know but i look at the size and the capabilities of this this kind of company and i think about the discussions we've had with with some of the brand owners we've interviewed so Mm -hmm. Imagine, imagine Gavox having these these types of manufacturing capabilities. Oh my like, god, that would like change I, the world. Like I feel like I feel like <laughs> that dude can can get twenty two employees um, working with him and these these types of capabilities, and probably I th- I feel like Damasco is what Gavox would look like. If I could totally see that, that would you, know, be you know what I mean. So I don't yeah. I don't know I don't know if I'd call Damasco a micro brand, but I feel like. Um, I feel like if some of the the owners of these um, these newer brands had this kind of access and these capabilities, they would probably look like Damasco. Well, the thing is, like we were saying before, Damasco was making manufacture like was with manufacturing materials before they even did watches. Yeah, you know what I mean. With yeah. someone like Gavox, um, he was doing. I, I think it's technically um technically, I think he's technically like engineer, like a civil engineer or something like that. Mm. Um, he just started making watches. You know. Yeah. So I think that, but yeah, I would, I, I think that's a really good, like an interesting way. Like this is what would happen if Michael Happy from Gavox had 22 employees, had this yeah. like, this like <laughs> team to leverage all these resources, all of these patents. Like it would just be, dude, it'd be bonkers. I'm super into it. I, yeah. uh, man, you know what? I just saw a model that's really interesting. I want to get your opinion on this because I'm trying to figure out if I like this or not. Uh, it is the Damasco DK200. DK200 Damasco. Is it one of the divers? Let me see. Oh, it's a GMT. Let me see. I think I've seen these. The GMT, and I think they use their in-house movement. It to looks do like the GMT. in-house. Because yeah. it has like a silicone and all that stuff. This thing is cool. It's not for me, but... Um... I, uh, it's just so interesting looking like look at it from the side the bezel has these weird like jukebox grooves mm-hmm. <laughs> I have no other way of describing it yeah I can see that this is cool I would just like to see it on a bracelet I will admit that I, I'm definitely not attracted to their strap options let's see I haven't really looked at their strap options Dude, their bra- the the work that goes into their bracelets looks insane. There's a yeah. whole section on their site talking about like, like the indoctrination process of what you have to go through to manufacture a bracelet. I'm being I'm being like mildly facetious, but like it's insane. <laughs> like like yeah, I mean, and and probably care. well well worth it because if you look at something like the um, uh, I don't know. Can I can I read this to you? There's a there's a blurb here about their bracelets. Can I read this to you? Yeah, yeah, go for it. One hundred percent made in Germany. One hundred percent made in house, like the case made of ice hardened stainless steel. The manufacturing steel bracelet from Damasco is made using highly resilient joining elements made of grade five titanium. From the development of the design to the manufacturing of each individual part at the local production plant and barbing. There you go. To the manual assembly, manual assembling their steel bracelet. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Combination to technology materials, stainless steel, titanium, makes Damasco steel wrist bracelets nearly indestructible. This thing is nuts. This is just crazy town. The bracelet on its own is 650 euro. 
Yeah, I, I believe it. Like the, uh, okay, here it is, the DC-56, which is kind of like a regular Vauju 7750 looking you know, pilot watch, much like what was actually issued to some German pilots. On the on the leather strap, it's seventeen seventy six, and okay. if you get if you get it on the bracelet, it looks nuts. But you're getting into like twenty five hundred plus. It I is think. beautiful on the bracelet, though. Wow, yeah. Crown Guard is interesting. On this thing, looks mm-hmm. like a volcano. Look back. Yeah, you know, <laughs> a volcano. Looks like a volcano. <laughs> Man, this thing is cool, though. Some of these divers are interesting. It's so uh, hard. They, it's so hard to do a GMT, um, mm. you know, that isn't trying to look like a GMT master. So I think this I, one succeeds. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Actually, a lot of a lot of these German brands are really good at doing GMTs. I think there's there are a couple of Zen models that use this idea of the internal uh, GMT scale, which looks really nice. They also have some divers. You check those out. I did check those out. I think I like the divers a little bit more than uh, these GMTs. The divers are pretty cool. There's one. Uh, there's one here that's blue and orange. Maybe I can. Yeah, I did see can, that. There you go. Maybe, maybe I can bring that to my house and have my white BB that. But although luckily it's it's a bit too light of a blue to be like that Bronco. That Bronco. I don't know anything about sports guys. I'm not like a sports dude. We're not. We're not proper. I'm not a proper men. You know, like like IT crowd. Proper men. Dude, speak, speaking, speaking I'm of a IT man, cr- we're men. <laughs> I'm a man, we're men. Now, speaking of IT crowd, and literally, I think I think that episode... I don't know, I think this is a different episode. Um, I hurt my neck the other day. Uh, and so, like, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm just like, I'm like, should I go get, like, like a massage? Or, like, do I go to... <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he kissed me on my bottom. <laughs> Is it not true that those people call their bottom, others would call their thigh? No, no, he kissed me on my bottom, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but is it not true? <laughs> I love that show. But yeah, I hurt my neck pretty bad. I hurt my neck. Um, uh, I wasn't like saving a bus full of nuns or like saving a bus full of children or a bus full of like child nuns. Uh, I, I hurt my neck um, playing with my cat. That's oh. the story. There, as, as manly as, as manly as I could. Yeah, well, not really. I was I was kind of like batting up batting a toy around and like i just like hurt my neck that's the that's the whole story of my fucking injury but um the, the stuffed the stuffed mouse was uh, a bit too heavy <laughs> i'm telling you man you can't, you can't give that shit to your cats but yeah i like these i like these divers a lot um there's a there's a black one with orange accents and then there's this blue dial with orange accents I think the only thing with some of these uh, Damasco pieces, and I think this is something that's intrinsic to anything with their in-house movements, they're a little thick. These divers actually have the Eta, which is awesome. So they're around 12.6 millimeters in, in thickness. But I want to These watches out. are pretty thick. Just the, the one that I highlighted, the one that I <clears throat> tried in person, it, it, mm-hmm. is, it is kind of chunky. Yeah. So, I mean, that's actually an argument to keep it with the bracelet because I feel like if something's chunky but it has the bracelet, it still totally works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they sell some stuff on NATOs or NATO-looking straps and that's just going to add some more heft. Damn, here you go. So, this one, I'm looking at this model right now. It's an in-house movement model. It is the Damasco DK-10, uh, 42-millimeter diameter, um, 14.20 millimeters thick pretty thick dude is that a chronograph or just a diver 
It's just uh, I think it's just a Flieger. Yeah, just a, it's it's one of those crosshair dials, but it has the in-house movement. Flieger. Flieger. Um, I, I don't I don't, I don't have to say it properly. Me neither. <laughs> what else? Let me see. There's a crazy model that I looked at too, which is very. This is super piloty. But did you see the one that is a central minute chronograph? Like a center, a center oriented chronograph, I should say. Oh, let me see. Oh, is it the one with the plane on the second yeah. hands or whatever? Where yeah. did that one go? I saw that when I was clicking around here earlier. No, that's not you. You're very beautiful though. It's the DC eighty. Here we go. Green by Bi- bicolor? 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 I don't, I don't know if that's it. I don't, I don't know. Oh no, I'm looking at it right now. It's DC eighty. Oh, I am I'm back on the official Damasco site. Mm. Um surprisingly, this is actually a good brand website. Usually I'm on air knocking brand websites from being like the Stone Age. It's actually a pretty solid website. It just gets to it gets the job done. <laughs> <laughs> uh let me see the movement in here. Damasco chronograph movement. A new chronograph line based on the Damascus chronograph caliber. So this is a, this is an in-house movement. Wow, sixty-minute countdown. This is really cool looking, actually. Yeah, it's like a single-hand. Uh, like yeah, you, chronograph. you count the minutes with a, a centrally mounted uh, minute hand. I love this. I love the pushers are black and the yeah. bezel is black. Yep. This is so fucking cool. Twenty-seven hundred euro. Yeah, lots a lot of fucking euro, dude. Shit. You know, for me, uh, I'm I'm I still believe that you only really need one chronograph, and if you have the Speedmaster, you're doing pretty good. There you go. <laughs> but I would, um, I would consider adding one of these. Just I have a question. What's up? Uh, so you're you're an aviation person. Uh, this thing says it's been Airbus defense and space tested by professionals. As in tested by Airbus, the company? I the only thing I can think of. Airbus defense and space, uh, blah, blah, blah. As Damasco DC-56, meantime, official timepiece for the Eurofighter test pilots for more than 10 years, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we talked about the Eurofighter. We were talking about this. Yeah, we were talking about <laughs> Uh, let me see here. It's just interesting. I just why why are they going through all this like effort and not telling anyone about it? Or maybe they are, and we just don't hear about it in the states. Like I know, I know some of you folks are in Germany and tuning into the Two Broke Watch Love. So, um, are these things popular in like the watch community or advertised? Or, like, or advertised? Like, are you driving on the side of the road and you see a giant fucking billboard with like someone climbing into a cockpit with a fucking Damasco on their wrist? Like, like. Yeah, I'm just so or or like a bus advertisement. Someone's like checking the time, and it's like a Damasco. Like I'm just so like curious. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe it's just something for them. Honestly, you know, there's no money in that, <laughs> <laughs> right? What? There's no money in passion. There's no money. There's no money in self fulfillment. <laughs> Gandhi was self fulfilled. He died poor. Come on, man. I think uh, I'm not too sure. I'm not too up on my Gandhi history. I, I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, I can imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I can find a video of how this thing works. Oh, let's use Google Damasco advertisements. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's do this now. Damasco advertisements. Cancel advertisements. 
No. Nothing. Just got some watch review photos and that's it. That's Man. It. I think it could be fascinating to get one of these in for review or or to just do something. We did the little DS30, the little time only one. The well, thing is, bucks. I want to get one that actually has the ice hardened like case. Oh, I want yeah, something with yeah. like the in house movement. So I was on their official website. That watch, that DS thirty or whatever it's called, that is just yeah, it's just it just says submarine steel. I have no idea what the fuck that means. You know what my verdict is for these? Uh, just Damasco overall. These things. So we talk about the dad watch a lot, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think this is for that dad. That's like into the whole hashtag buy it for life thing maybe a little more techie yeah um you know just wants something really rugged masculine but with like the tech to back it up this is something that's totally like a buy it for life yeah uh, sort of piece i could totally and i could totally see like that like this being that buy it for life like dad watch you know what i mean yeah yeah this like i feel like they could go the omega route and be like look at my omega this and that but you know they were just attracted to the whole the whole feature set of everything those those pushers the oh can we talk about those self lubricating cells how does that even work let me see damasco self lubricating what is it called S- like c e l s like a like a blood cell yeah uh there's a couple ways um i have to see it first see what the hell they're talking about that's the only. This is the only brand I've ever heard of integrating this kind of technology. So, so, so self lubricating. It sounds a lot more sophisticated than it actually is. There are some materials out there which are just naturally kind of self quote unquote lubricating. Like in three D printing, I deal with a little bit of that. So it just depends on <laughs> what the actual um, material is. It's not like the material is constantly secreting a tree sap like, like you know, <laughs> that's, material. That's what I imagine. But I'm like, this can't be. <laughs> it's just by its nature, it's just kind of, it's just self lubricating. I'm not like, I'm not like a super big expert. I just know like a little bit of like the idea, but that's, it just depends on what the material is. It's not something super like unheard of, but it definitely within the watch world is them going like the extra mile, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because for you know. for something like the pushers, that sounds pretty cool. That sounds fucking super cool, man. I got. I'm gonna. Uh, maybe. Ooh, I maybe love. Just, maybe I just buy just one of these. Find a video of the DC80. That center running chronograph. Oh, is it is it saxy? Is it saxophony? Dude, that thing is so. It doesn't have running seconds. You know, like the. To get any like regular running seconds, you have to run the chronograph. I found this Namon watches video. I'm going to watch the, uh, does he do, uh, is that what you're watching too? I'm watching the worn and wound one. It's pretty damn cool. Oh, interesting. So the airplane hand is the minute counter. Yes. Oh, you, this is you, so fucking cool. Yeah. You only actuate <laughs> that's that other center seconds hand with the chronograph. So, Oh my God. Yeah. This and there's is, an there's another form of some chronographs that Breitling made where um you can't you can't tell you can't tell that the chronograph is running unless you you like see this little aperture switch so it, so it's kind of like it's tech that's been in older pilot watches but the way mm-hmm. Damasco did it here is just really really cool 
I love yeah. that that airplane. I usually hate those things in pilot well, watches. It's just it so really cool, cool because I feel like if you want the functionality of a chronograph, but you don't want to like obscure your base legibility with your right. hours and minutes, right. this thing is so fucking cool. This is the way to do it. This is this the way is to do so, it. How much is this thing? That thing is a lot. It is, is it like is it like twenty five dollars or is it more? <laughs> Can I get one? It's twenty six <laughs> twenty six hundred bucks pretty much. I mean, that's a lot of donut, but at the same time, that's not a bad price for what you're actually getting. Yeah. Wow. Should I get this instead of the Bond Seamaster? So so here's here's what happens sometimes with my watch collecting. I turn into like some sort of weird orological duckling where I just imprint on things randomly. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I might be like re-imprinting on this fucking, uh, this DC-80. Because just watching that chronograph like function go that yeah. was incredible and then you have the mission timer bezel you can you can fly like bombing missions with this thing if you want to Kaz what the fuck know. well you can't I'm, I'm, I'm brown you can't joke about that otherwise you know <laughs> you'll never hear from me ever again I'll wake up in Cuba not in like a tourist kind of way but uh what's a mission timer is it just like a like a timer like a bezel timer uh, so the bezel tracks like uh like a regular timer so it doesn't track elapsed time it, it it's like a countdown Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So you, you basically Man. move the the number of time, the amount of time you want to count down the minute hand, and then it basically counts down. So Damn. What are the dimensions on this thing? Is this thing like giant? It looks giant. Let me see what the dimensions are. That's that's something I was wondering too. It is it's a 42. 50 lug to lug, 14 millimeters thick, 22 millimeter lug width. I mean, it's probably going to wear a little large. Those are similar. Like, I feel like we've worn Seikos that are bigger, though. I think, like, this this would probably still wear smaller than a Samurai. Actually, you're probably right. I think it would be tough for this thing to be more wearable than the Sumo because the Sumo just has other factors within, oh, yeah. like, its actual wearability. But it probably wears much better than the uh, Samurai. I can see that. I don't think I'm manly enough for this watch. I think maybe I think you're mainly enough. I, I I think you're mainly enough for this watch. This is a cool watch, dude. I gotta like do like Muay Thai or something. <laughs> dude, dude, I got do life goals. I gotta buy a fucking Damasco. I gotta go do do some fucking bare knuckle Muay Thai. I gotta get my shit together, dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> really interesting brand. I mean, it's just it's. I think people should talk about this more. I'm going to see what we can do to try and get like a review of something like this on the site or maybe just more information or um i think it could be really interesting i know i know we were just kind of like spitballing on air but what if we went to germany for like a manufacturer visit to just a few places there's a few places in germany we could go i mean i i'd love it i i think i think um people that listen to the show people that read the site you know are pretty pretty open to um the stuff that damasco makes zin um, Nomos, you know, these, these are all brands that we've kind of talked about and brands yeah. that in a lot of ways we forgive, uh, whenever we see something that is over the, the thousand bucks that we usually like to talk about. Um, so I think, I think that would be pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and what I love about this is it's like, you're looking at it, it's a watch, it's like two or 3000 bucks, but it's. It's I I'm okay with that because it's not like oh yeah I got a fucking watch here it's two thousand dollars it's a Salita two hundred it's like dude like fuck you like here's here's Damasco putting like fucking Bruce Wayne technology in their watches 
Could you imagine if IWC was selling this uh, central running chronograph? Oh my god, dude! It would be it would be like a fucking house down payment. You know what I mean? Or they, a house. They would probably. <laughs> and I, you know, I don't. I'm fine with IWC's marketing. It's gotten a little bit better. I don't get the whole Bradley Cooper thing. That's kind of weird. But um, whoa, 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 what the fuck about Bradley Cooper? <laughs> yeah, Bradley Cooper is like on the IWC homepage now. He's Doing like, what? Blowing a raccoon? Like, I don't understand. Like, what does Bradley Cooper have to do with anything? He's standing, like, in front of an airplane wearing a cool jacket. I don't even think you can <sighs> see his watch. <laughs> He's thinking about the watch. He's thinking about the watch. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but anyways, if, if IWC released something like this, they'd probably... <laughs> Try to hammer it. I'm sorry, Kiko, just ignore my laughter. <laughs> this guy was in the hangover for crying out loud. <laughs> oh, girl. Man, that's good. Continue. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying they, they would try to hammer in the whole, like, oh, this is a, a pilot-focused, like, center-running chronograph. Only uh, real pilots like, use this chronograph. Yeah, it's super difficult. to. It's like people that try to, like, make mono pusher chronographs seem like a bigger deal than they actually are. Right. <laughs> when in fact they're just kind of inferior <laughs> to a regular chronograph. Um, but anyway, man, what's he looking at? Is he looking at where all of his money went away after he bought his watch? Like where, like what's he looking at? Oh, he didn't buy those watches. <laughs> they just sent him a, they, they sent him a dump truck full of money. And they just they just they just <laughs> sent him the watch and like and like and like a Coke box full of like patent peanuts. That was it. That's the whole the whole story. Bradley fucking Cooper. How funny is that, man? I'm watching this uh I'm watching this um I just have this worn and wound video playing on silent with this DC eighty. It it looks gorgeous on wrist. I don't know if it's Ilya or uh Zach. I don't know. Um but it wears really, really well. It looks tall, but on this this kind of uh, contrast stitching black leather strap, it looks there's there's like really good flow to the watch. You know, it doesn't look bulky or like it sits too tall. Maybe next time we're in New York, we can visit Long right. Island watches um, and see if uh, we can't try these Damascus on. And if if, oh, if yeah. Mark if Mark has them, because he's in uh, he's over in Huntington. If Mark actually has them, like, and he doesn't just like get an order in and then places the order with. Damasco himself. I think that'll be uh, the next time you and I are in uh, New York. I think that'll be a lot of fun. I would love. I would just love that experience. Yeah, my my winners for this episode are this DC eighty uh, yeah. and like the highest price point, that <clears throat> DS thirty and like the lowest price point. Yeah, and the uh, what you call it, the DC fifty six, which is like a plain kind of seventy seven fifty looking pilot watch that's only forty millimeters. I like that DK one zero five. I was mentioning. I think it's one zero five. It's that like dressy, dressy uh, one. Yeah. dressy one. Really, really cool. Um, I love this DC eighty. This is yeah, dude. This is the jam. I think this might be like the one. <laughs> I think it's cool, man. <laughs> I, think I think I think I'm imprinting on another on this on this watch, dude. Yeah. Man, so the takeaways are Damasco is awesome. They need to do better outreach and. We should all buy one. I think Damasco also a good takeaway. Um, if you're into, if you're looking at kind of piloty sort of stuff, and you've 
you've kind of looked at IWC and how ridiculous the prices are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, looked at Zen, but maybe didn't really like their aesthetic. Maybe you wanted something a little more interesting or, or tool focused. Um, check out Damasco as well. Because Damasco to me looks like Zen with like a little more um, aesthetic balance. I could do uh, that. There, Zin makes a ton of watches, but I feel like I look at some of them and I'm just like, man, this this is either too crowded or cluttered or crazy. Um, like this this DC80 is just really really clean. And if it's you incredible. think about what you have is like a crazy like altimeter style legible looking thing, super high contrast, but you still have the function of the chronograph without the clutter, and a mission timer. So man. Yeah, pretty rad, that watch rad, person. rad brand, <laughs> red brand, red brand for sure. Excellent was was really an excellent candidate for um uh our watch brands. We know nothing about uh, segments. So if you own one of these watches, if you own a Damasco from anywhere on the spectrum, and um you have thoughts on kind of anything we've talked about, or you're looking for anyone to just share your feelings about, totally let us know what's up. Um, in the comments for the show on the Instagram or on the website or via email at tbws.com. Again, it's tbws dot contact at gmail.com okay forget everything i said the past five five seconds ago let me rewind let me rewind if you have any thoughts or pains in the damasco watches now any, any price the any points of the price spectrum you can hit us up uh via email at tbws.contact at gmail.com again tbws.contact at gmail.com Whew, there we go um I would love to try one of these on one day. I think it's super cool that Market Law over Long Island Watch is checking them out. We'll have a bunch of yeah. links for a lot of the stuff we talked about on here. If you know anything about like metallurgy or fucking like metal processing or whatever the fuck it is, anything with this ice hardened steel thing that I read, and I'll share the link where I got that information from. If that's actually if that's actually significant, totally let us know. Would appreciate any like expert in- opinions or insight, or if it's just something that isn't that big of a deal? I don't know. Because to me, as like a as like a metallurgy normalo, it sounds pretty fucking badass, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So um, let me think what else. Uh, keep an eye out for my my Invicta reviews on TurboWatchNobs.com. So that's going to be for the Pro Diver, um, NH35, Black Dial, Black Bezel, Super Straight, really, really uh, just cool. Um, the super straightforward, really, really clean and cool. Uh, and then also the super ugly Invicta. That's the Invicta 25552 Bolt Quartz Chronograph. It's fucking, it, it literally looks like someone like Rainbow diarrhea all over it. It's it's quite incredible. Um, let me think what else. Uh, do, 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 do. Let's see Spotify. if more. Spotify, we are now on Spotify. Thank you. Um, go follow us. You can check out the show there if it's easy for you. Uh, really, really incredible to make that happen. Thank you so much, Michael, for making that happen. Um, let me see what else. Maybe I'll be wearing a watch next week. Who knows? Uh, Am I missing anything? No, I think we're good. I want to buy a Damasco. Great. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I maybe, we you, can, <laughs> maybe we can just buy one Damasco and share it. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Man, you know what? Uh, uh, before we go, I'm going to ask you: Do in that Warner Mod video you were looking at, does he reset the chronograph? Yeah, yeah, is it resets it? just like a. It's, it looks really cool. That's so cool. I gotta check that out after this. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, I think that's it. I think it's that sad time. We'll chat after. We'll chat after. Okay. But yeah, uh, do you wanna? Do you wanna? Do you wanna start? And then I'll uh, I'll close this out. Yeah. Thanks to 
for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, my name is Mike. And this is Kaz. We put up a pretty good fight, Toots. Pretty good. For me, magic. You have been listening to Two Broke Watch Later. Yeah.